or held a dying man's hand. My teacher had said to us, Visualize something precious to you and write about it. I saw Bakhul Abdul's brown hand lying on a rug my grandmother had made. I've started a few times to tell my story like a diary, beginning when I was really young, but it doesn't work. I get bogged down with details. I've discovered that writing memories is a bit like going on the internet. I enter a few words and all this information comes up. And it's not only what happened before we came to Australia that starts me off. It's what happened here too, especially in the camp. Those memories are the most vivid, even though they're the hardest to write about. But I'm not going to fight them anymore. Instead, I'll start with them. I'll start in the place I spent my first two years in this country, before I felt like an Australian. I don't care how long it takes. I want to always remember who I was then, and I want to remember what I went through on the way here. I'll still keep my diary, of course, but separately. That'll be my real Australian story. Who knows who might want to pay me to write a book about it after I become a famous doctor? Yes, I think that's what I'm going to be, but a doctor who heals minds as well as bodies. That's the hardest part. I think if someone worked out how to heal our minds when they get so stressed they can't work properly and scary stuff takes over, then our bodies would get themselves better. So I'm going to be a psychiatrist and help people who suffer trauma. I already know a lot about trauma. But I might be a writer instead. I know how that helps people too. I'm starting with my story not just for me, but also for my family and other people born in places where their lives are not their own. People whose only real choice is whether to stay where they are and accept a short, violent life, or to risk escaping to find a safe place to build another life. Some people stay behind, but choose to help family members get out. Mum accepted what our family in Afghanistan did for us. They told us it would make their lives worthwhile to know that they could make a difference, to know that we would be safe. But all the time we feel in our hearts how much those left behind have sacrificed for us. Now, whatever I decide to do with my life, I know I want to make a difference, for them and for me too. I haven't escaped death and survived hell to do nothing. So... For starters, I invite everyone to read my story and for a little while to take a walk in my shoes. Chapter One That night we spent in the strange town by the sea, shone in my memory like a lighthouse beam in the darkness. During our terrible journey, when days dragged one after another in a blur of fear, pain and despair, I didn't know it was possible to be so frightened, yet still stay alive. Glimpses of that lighthouse night kept me going, between gut-wrenching convulsions of seasickness and hanging on to ropes for dear life, as our fishing boat climbed one watery mountain after another and dropped into chasms dividing them. When the sea was calm and time seemed to stop, I let myself hope. It was then I visited my treasures. Mum called them that. When I described how I saw our lighthouse night and the most beautiful sunrise ever, her eyes brightened with tears and she said, 
Treasure them in your heart, my daughter. Those treasures are sometimes all we have to remind us that life is beautiful. Past weeks had given meaning to her words. As I wriggled down on the big, comfortable seat of the bus, resting my forehead against the cool glass of the window, I tried not to notice the stale, sick smell, which seemed worse here than it had on the open sea. To block it out, I tried to relive our lighthouse night and to feel the delight, the warmth, the love and the hope I'd felt then. I might just be approaching another lighthouse, I thought, and about time. But I was too excited. I couldn't settle. There was little to see outside, just pools of light along the dark road and occasional ghostly buildings glowing with lights. Soon, even those were behind us, leaving only thick blackness for the headlight beams to penetrate. This bus was much better.